Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. afternoon good evening welcome to another episode of sheologians we're here today to put the her and philosopher oh, i know i hope that we haven't we haven't used that one uh i was thinking no of, we haven't we haven't <clears throat> we keep uh, track of all of them they're all in and a that one has not been secret sheologians database yeah there's got to be one somewhere right uh <laughs> anyway I would have it if there was one, but there isn't one. <laughs> my name is Summer White, and I'm here with my co-host, uh, Joy Tembe. And Joy, I want you to know that if you had magical hair that could keep me young forever, I wouldn't kidnap you and put you in a tower. That's Thank not you. what I would do to you. Except, you know... This is going to sound radically unfeminist. Mm. Oh, no, not from you. Not from me. What? <laughs> um, but she really got like a great classical education in that tower. She really did, though. And then she got to leave yeah. when she was 18. Yeah. So really, it was like being imprisoned and getting a really great education uh-huh. in the finer. Yeah. The, you know. The finer points in life. She was an excellent painter she and was. she read a lot. She's a bit of a renaissance woman. She could bake and she, yeah. I mean, and that was really all due to do her being think, kidnapped. Do you think her evil stepmother, not her stepmother, her evil, I don't even know. Whoever. Whoever uh, taught her all that or did she teach herself? I don't know. These are the deeper questions. Right. From Disney Tangled never, Disney they, never answered that. Yeah. But, um, you know, I'd almost be, if I could receive the same education mm-hmm. that she did, I would, mm-hmm. I would say maybe, you know, go mm-hmm. ahead with it. <laughs> this is actually an advertisement for our new <laughs> educational program. It's called The Tower. <laughs> and it's where you put your beautiful golden haired uh-huh. children <laughs> into a tower. Right. And brainwash uh-huh. them into never leaving. Uh-huh. Until they know a ton and received have received a great yeah. education, and then mm-hmm. a uh, mysterious, handsome stranger comes Ooh. and rescues them. Yes, and they will be equipped with a frying pan, which, right. as I mentioned, they'll last be a little week. naive, but they'll yeah, be plucky. Okay. I bet this is how people already think of homeschooling. To right. be honest, right? Like this is probably how people like already are like, yeah, that's what it's like, right? They leave and they're naive and they've been locked up for 18 years. Right. And their and parents have been making them, you know, have been brushing things. their hair to keep them magically young. <laughs> all that stuff. I've seen it. It's travesty. It is so sad. Right. Um, oh. But you are right. Um, so I'm not opposed to um, the tower education mm-hmm. for myself. Okay. Got and it. I am Joy Tembe. Yep. Um, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Summer White. And Summer, if you ever need a sentence finished, I'll finish it for you. Oh, Joy. <laughs> You'll finish my sandwiches? Mm-hmm. Oh. I mean, I don't know if they'll 
or the be like what you, or not. what you wanted me to right, say. Right, you'll do it. It won't be what you meant. Got it. Like, okay. you might say, like, what I really want right now is, and then I'll be like, a manatee to cuddle with? And you'll be like, no, <laughs> but now I do. I just, they're kind of swampy and dirty. I don't know no, if that's like. so cute. I'm just not into animals like you are. <laughs> I'm just not. There's a place where you can go and they just like swim all around you. That sounds terrifying. And I want to go there. I don't. It's in Florida. Go Well, I'll. I've also fed one. Hmm. I swam mm-hmm. with a dolphin once. Dolphins are also amazing. Yeah, but they're not like dirty, swampy. I feel like manatees are like, I mean, I know they're not from swamps. No. But I just feel like. They have moss. Right. Protective. Right. It just look dirty. You know, dolphins are like sleek and. No. Okay. Well, I mean, they live in the same place. Oh, okay. They just have protective moss growing on them. Wait, where are manatees from? They actually are primarily in the coastal waters of Florida. Oh. They're found in some other places. Okay. Um, The population is growing. Oh. But they're incredibly friendly. Do you keep track of the manatee population in the coastal waters of Florida? Manatees are probably my favorite animal. No. Um, Yeah. What? I love them so much. You've never told me this before. Um, I love them. And um, I think they moved from, I think they're like, they're not as low, high. I don't know how they gauge it on the endangered species list. <laughs> Is low or high good? I don't know. <laughs> right. Which um, direction? <laughs> right. Okay. But um, the reason why they were on the endangered species list is because they're so friendly that they would swim right up to boats and oh, get killed and get them into trouble. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But that they're so friendly. Mm. And lovable uh-huh. and fat. Yeah. Well, our <laughs> super special guest Just today <laughs> also loves animals. I don't know as much as you, but maybe. Maybe you guys are on par. I don't know. Could be. I don't know. We'll find out. Right. So um, I worked really hard. Okay. That's an exaggeration. <laughs> <laughs> I worked so hard to convince Dr. Karen Swallow Pryor to come on our show and by that, I mean, I just like decided to befriend her on the internet.com and it went really well because she's great. So we are actually going to do the next two weeks with Dr. Pryor. You guys are not even ready. Um, it's going to be super fun. So like I said, we have with us today Dr. Karen Swallow Pryor and we are so excited. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Pryor. Thank you for having me. Can you just give us a quick... Uh, who you are, what you do, what your background is for our listeners who don't know. Sure. Um, Well, I am primarily an English professor at Liberty University, where I have taught for 18 years. Um, I gave them the best years of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Liberty has been very good to me. So um, I live in Virginia, uh, outside of uh, Lynchburg in a very rural area with my husband and our dogs and our chickens and horses. You do. And I love your Instagram <laughs> of all of that. It's so great. Oh, it, Instagram is so fun. And um, I just, you know, a little bit more personally, uh, my personal background, um, I grew up in a, in a Christian home and um, received Christ at uh, a young age and so grew up in the church. And um, I think struggled a little bit mainly not so much spiritually I guess as intellectually I had a hard time reconciling my um 
love of reading and the mind with the church environment I grew up in. And Mm -hmm. it really wasn't until I was in my PhD program, which was very secular, very liberal, very hostile to Christianity, Mm. where I was kind of forced by the Lord to, you know, first of all, to choose my side, um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but then also to figure out how I could integrate what seemed to me these two polar approaches to life. And uh, I write about all that in my, in my memoir, booked literature in the soul of me. Mm -hmm. Um, But after all that, uh, finished my PhD, came to Liberty, and now am living my uh, dream life in the country, (laughs) teaching literature and uh, writing. So the Lord has been good, and I'm very thankful. That's awesome. Now, the first time um, you came on the radar for me was when Russell Moore appointed you to, and I'm going to mess this up, the... <laughs> it took me two years to, to learn how to say it correctly. So go go ahead. Okay. I, 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 okay, I, I, I promise not to laugh at you too much. I'm not, I'm not alone. The religious. Nope. Nope. The ethics and. Re- wait. Okay. ERLC. The ERLC. Yeah, there we go. Uh, ethics and Religious Liberty Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention. See, I've practiced it yes, a lot. Yes. Yeah. I still don't have it. I'm always like. It's, it's a lot of. That's a long. Can we just stick with ERLC? And I was thinking, I was thinking this morning, um, how cool is your name? Like everyone that I know just calls you KSP. Like (laughs) it's just like shorthand and it's really cool. It's just KSP. And like I said, it works. Right. I said to someone like, oh yeah, I'm interviewing KSP. And they were like, who's that? And I was like, are you serious? KSP. (laughs) Hello. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm not that famous really. (laughs) It's like a filtering device. Like so that you can see who's cool. Right. And who's not. If you say KSP and they don't know who you're talking about. And who and who reads certain websites. (laughs) Right. 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 (laughs) I love it. I think it's such a great shorthand. Anyway. Well, that's awesome. So I I have wanted to get you on the show for a while because um well, I've been reading you. Your articles are often featured in Christianity Today and I love all of them. Um, also, I've just never met an English professor that I didn't like. I have just, hmm. I just don't think, I know there's probably one out there, but yeah, I just I'm feel sure. like all of my English professors have just been my favorite people. Like what's, too. what's not likable about an English professor? It's like beyond me. I don't know. They just like understand life. Because you like English. Oh, okay. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> okay. Can I just, be, this is a moment. I just want to capture this little moment. It's sort of a side note. I just want you to know that my dog just walked into my living room uh-huh. with a dead squirrel. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. So is your living yeah. room the room with that like amazing couch? Can you tell that I stalk your Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I have two amazing couches. So, oh. yeah, this is one of the one of the rooms. Mm. Um, yeah. OK. okay. And the dog just left deposited the squirrel there. Oh. And I'm just going to try not to look at it. You're so, yeah. so welcome. <laughs> <laughs> my cat used to leave dead birds by my car outside. Just a little gift. As like offerings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This this dog is like the cat we never had. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Anyway. I just. Right. Wanted to memorialize that moment. Yes. Good. So, like I said, I've been I've been reading your articles on Christianity Today, and you know, lots of people pick you up because you're an excellent, fun writer. Um, and as far as I knew, just from kind of I don't even know, like the vibe on the internet, I thought like, 
oh, Karen Swallow Pryor, like she and I have major differences and she's kind of off the wall and I don't even know. And then I started following you and, you know, I'm reading your articles and and I'm like, well, this lady, I, I just couldn't think of like things that we disagreed strongly on. Um, and then even when you and I were trying to <laughs> flesh out what are some things that we disagree on, you know, we have some significant differences, but not enough to put up a wall between us in terms of fellowship or I, I mean, nothing even I really was like, this is significant. We should flesh this out. Um, and so I thought we'd talk today about <clears throat> because I see you doing this online and I see you doing it really well is how do we build relationships with people that we disagree with so we know that doctrine divides and that's a good and healthy thing but it can become unhealthy very quickly um and i know you know you are not uh, a stranger to sarcasm i think you use it really well <laughs> but at the same time um, i see you building relationships with people that i think a lot of people uh who would align more closely with myself and joy have a difficult time um, creating relationships with. So what do you think the difference is? Like, why are some Christians, why do they seem so afraid to build relationships uh, with people that they disagree with? Well, I mean, I, it probably would just be easier for me to talk about how and why I do what I do, because I don't, you know, I would only have to be giving my guesses about why people are afraid or nervous or, or disagree with developing relationships. Um, I mean, you know, the first thing you, when you introduced this part of the show, you said something about, you know, how do we live, you know, have relationships with people that we disagree with? Well, if you're, unless you're going to live on a desert Island <laughs> by right. yourself, mm -hmm. you're going to have relationships yes. with people that you disagree with. So obviously, right. so then the question becomes, well, you know, what kinds of disagreements are, are deal breakers? And that's, you know, that's way down the road. But of course, I mean, to be a human being, to be married, mm -hmm. um, yeah. to have friends, right. to have a job, to have a <laughs> any dog. kind of job. To have a dog. I, yeah. I would say that you, dog, yeah. you disagree <laughs> so with... My dogs my, my dogs agree with just about everything I think. Well, <laughs> but um, I would say you would disagree with a dead squirrel being a well, gift. Well, the squirrel, yeah, that's Whereas the dog would say, this is a gift for you. But that <laughs> Thank dog you very much. still lives in your house. <laughs> right. And you feed it and it's your friend. <laughs> oh. But, uh, you know, so of course to be human is to have disagreements. And then, of course, to be a Christian changes sort of the dynamics and nature of those disagreements. So that's really a separate question. But um, I guess, you know, it, it, I mean, I, as I said earlier, I grew up in a Christian home, but I went to secular schools my entire life. Mm -hmm. um, I lived in the Northeast that is where it is extremely liberal and secular. So, I, I mean, I grew up being, uh, you know, in the minority in being a Christian right. uh, from the time I was a child on. So uh, I've had lots of jobs and lots of work. I mean, my whole life has been one that requires me to have relationships with people who I disagree with in, in, in profound ways. And so um, you could, I suppose, compartmentalize your life. I mean, I assume some of your friends that you were talking about that have difficulty with this, maybe they just, you know, go to work and that's one compartment and then they come home and go to church and that's another compartment and kind of live their lives in that compartmentalized way, which I think is a very modern 
ist phenomenon and mm-hmm. not really biblical. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe that's a way of not having relationships with people that we disagree with, but that's just not how I've ever been able to live my life or I don't, and I don't think is a, is a good way to live your life. So that's just sort of a foundation. Maybe, um, maybe right. we can, you know, you can ask some questions that get into some of the more practicalities, but well, that's you, just my you, big picture view. Do you think that, um, people in terms of our society, um, do you think that, we almost view we view a friend as someone who we don't have disagreements with do you mm-hmm. think that's part of it like mm-hmm. if you have disagreements mm-hmm. with someone that would suggest that you're not compatible so therefore you're not friends right yeah i think that i think that that is probably a big factor and then i think there's there's this other thing too which i i tweeted about a little while ago about our our propensity and modernity to use to use these superlatives like best you know, you want to say yes. it's my best friend, my best this, my favorite this, my favorite that. And I think that really boxes us in. I mean, I mean, you know, most of my all of my close friends really are Christians. Um, part of that's because I, I work in a Christian institution. And so my friendships, are, you know, my the people I work with are my friends. And so I'm, I think I'm lucky that way. Um, but even, you know, even outside of that, I mean, I have I have my movie friends. I have my book friends. I have my dog friends, you know, we, I have different kinds of people in my life that, you know, that, that tap into different parts of, of who I am, my interests, my passions, uh, my beliefs. And so it's not like I have to choose, you know, people have to fit entirely and neatly. I mean, I, I think even when it comes to marriage, I mean, um, obviously we have deal breakers for Christians that in, in marriage, we have to be married. We can't be unequally yoked. Um, mm-hmm. and so we need to marry believers and believers who, you know, fulfill certain scriptural qualifications. Um, but beyond that, a spouse isn't going to fulfill all of your interests and need, needs and hobbies, and you're not going to have everything in common. And so, uh, the world is filled with God's image bearers, um, some of whom are his children and some of them are not, but we're all called to live here together and uh, for his glory. And I think that we can uh, interact and have relationships with a lot of different people in ways that glorify God. Right. Right. So the idea that we don't have disagreements with our friends is really not true at all because you still disagree. Like if everyone who's listening right now looked at their life, they looked at all their friends, their spouse, their family, the people that you're close with, you still disagree with on certain things or you're not 100% compatible so right. we should probably stop looking at relationships in that in terms yeah exactly right 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 what right. do you think um so you said obviously in terms of a marriage relationship there is you know there are lines there that we're not supposed to cross there is like a divide where god explicitly says no don't don't cross that. Um, there is supposed to be a division there. Um, do you think that in terms of just being friends, being friendly with someone, do you think there is, so is, is there something that a person can do where your reaction should be, I don't want to be friends with you? Right. <laughs> what is that line? Right. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I mean, I think, I mean, we should be friendly towards everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are degrees of intimacy and trust 
within our relationships and our friendships. And there are certainly things that people can do along, you know, all, in all kinds of categories that are going to, um, to weaken our ability to, to trust them or be intimate with them or, um, just feel a bond of, of kinship. And of course, you know, not being a Christian is something that is immediately going to limit the kind of intimacy that I can have and trust that I can have with someone, but I can certainly be friendly with them and learn from them and appreciate them. Um, and then even within, uh, Christian friends, there are, you know, there are, are, are Christians who, um, have been abusive or done, um, done things that are, are so terribly wrong that, for example, we would never trust our children with them. Doesn't mean we don't love them and support them in some ways, but there are certain th- ways that they may have violated our trust that is, is beyond disagreement. It's just simply a matter of common sense, um, that we, you know, the, the, that our trust and, uh, and intimacy can only go so far. This is just part of what it means to be a human being. Um, but the reality is, you know, for a Christian who is you know, filled with the Holy Spirit and being led by the Holy Spirit, there's going to be a natural barrier of intimacy, just sort of a, you know, for example, I do have, um, a very old friend whom I love very much, and she is a believer. Um, but she's gone through um, some personally very difficult times, and as a result of that, has made some some consistent and not just one-time decision, but a number of decisions that I don't agree with, and she knows that I don't agree with them. And I just don't feel the sense of intimacy with her that I felt for years and years. And that's just it's not it's just it's not a choice. It's just a natural consequence of the way that she's living her life right now. And I still love her and I'm, she's still my friend and I still actually, you know, need to reach out to her more than I want to, to be her friend. But there is a natural inhibition that occurs in me because of this, you know, this, um, difference of belief and practice. Right. Right. You said in, um, you, you, there was an article that you, it was more of like an interview on Christianity today recently and you said something I wanted to ask you about and have you expound upon because I think I understood your point, but maybe I didn't. So you were responding to a question about... You're acting like I understood my point. So <laughs> let's, 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 uh, let's hope that's true. Let's flesh this out. <laughs> and hey, if you didn't, let's work to the answer. Right. Right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Constantly under revision. Yes. The curse of a writer. Yes, yes, of course. And you know, that's one of the... Speaking of that, this hold on. We're just gonna take a rabbit trail because we can, or a squirrel trail. I don't know. Yeah, squirrel trail. Squirrel trail. That, this squirrel's not doing much <laughs> yes. trailing right now. I'm telling you. <laughs> In terms of revision, you know, I think if Christians, I think if we all sat down honestly and looked kind of at the the curve of our our spiritual walk with the Lord, like we're always growing in sanctification and knowledge. And so hopefully that or at least means, we hope so. Right. 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 So <laughs> hopefully that means that we have changed, that we're not the mm-hmm. same Christian that we were when we were saved, but that you could look back over your walk, whether it's been three months or three years or 30 years, you've seen a progression. And so I think sometimes Christians are afraid of saying that they've had a progression because 
the truth of, of the gospel is black and white. Scripture is black mm-hmm, and white, right. and we hold mm-hmm. fast to that, and Scripture doesn't change. So, But the, what we aren't saying is that what Scripture means has changed or the meaning of the gospel has changed, but hopefully you as a Christian have changed and have learned and have grown. And so I'm thinking about just in my own you know, even since just starting Sheologians, the people I've gotten to meet and talk to, how much I've changed as a result. And I think there just is like this fear of uh, in the in our community, maybe in the reformed community um, of saying that uh, we have changed and we are open to new things because those kinds of words, they're more like the liberal kind of open-minded and and whatever and and progressive and we don't want to use those words but there is a good and natural place to say that we have changed and we have grown and we have come Mm -hmm. to learn new things and we're not the same person that we were but anyway that brings me back to the question that i had you were saying in this article um that the truth of the gospel is and, and god's word is black and white Right. Um, but all and you said all this other stuff we're experiencing through our fallen humanity is pretty gray. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you, you said in that response that um, you want to be back in the middle. Mm-hmm. And I was hoping you could expound more upon what you mean by that middle. So you, we hold to the fact that the scripture is black and white. Truth is black and white. Um, God's word is clear. What do you mean by... Um, being in the middle where Christ is. Well, of course, you know, in a, I, we think about the cross. There's the cross, the, the physical symbol of this crux, um, the vertical and the horizontal, and there's Christ in the middle. And but there's so many issues. So, so, so many issues that if we're applying um, the framework of the cross or the paradigm of speaking the truth in love, which is where we're supposed to be. I mean, you know, truth and love so often seem like they're at odds with one another. You know, I mean, I think, I think speaking in general terms, liberal progressive Christians are all about love and conservative Christians are all about truth. Um, Mm -hmm. And we're really supposed to, you know, hold those two in tension, which is eternally and impossibly hard (laughs) to do. Um, But that is the challenge that we're supposed, supposed to fulfill. Um, so when I talk about the middle, I don't mean like the middle politically or, you know, like, oh, the moderate middle or anything like that, or just, you know, being uh, wishy-washy or lukewarm. I mean the middle of holding the paradoxes of the gospel as, you know, together as as, as well as we can in our per- imperfect fallenness. Um, right. So, you know, all of the Beatitudes that Christ, Christ gave, the first shall be last. And um, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. I mean, all, all, the, the Christian faith is such is inherently a paradox. As an English prof, I love that paradoxes yes. are so great. Mm-hmm. I was going to um, point out this is such an English professor's answer, <laughs> like the the metaphor, everything. It was just great, right? <laughs> right. So it's not it's not the easy middle that's the moderate that doesn't take a position. It's the hard middle that holds tries to hold in balance the truth and love and 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 reflect Christ's humanity and his divinity. I mean, all those things that seem to be in contradiction, but aren't, that's what the Christian life is about. Um, And that's what it means, you know, going back to our relationships. I mean, to 
love people and still stand for the truth. It's so much easier to just love people without any requirements mm-hmm. or to just simply have the requirements and shut them out of your life if they don't meet them. I mean, both of those options are pretty easy. Right. It's really hard to do what we're supposed to do, which is to love them in truth. Absolutely. Right. It definitely denotes that language. Like if you're, if you're reading that from a liberal perspective, then you might be like, Oh, what does she mean there? Mm -hmm. But actually it's meant to denote that the struggle, it's not like, it's not meant to be this like, Oh, free, whatever, love, free love and find the easy and open mindedness and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. It's, that balance actually is hard. Yeah. It's referring to the, like the physical act of balancing, right. Which is a struggle unless you're a professional gymnast, which I'm not. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you know, you know, it's funny is that we can strive to do this as best that we can and not always hit the mark. So I, yesterday, you know, I wrote this article And I finished writing it and I thought, oh, yeah, I was so nice. I was nice. I got this. It's nice. I read it again. Okay, good. It's nice. (laughs) And then I sent it off to our producer and he messaged me 45 minutes later and he goes, are you having a bad day? (laughs) And I was like, oh, no. What? Why? (laughs) Um, Because so it's just funny how you can strive for this middle ground and it might seem like a middle ground to you. It might seem like the cross section between truth and love, but not everyone who hears it or reads it is going to find that. Um, And so I struggle, especially, you know, having a podcast saying things publicly between, well, from my perspective, this was nice. This was loving. Right. Um, this is as loving as summer gets. Yes. People. <laughs> this, is, this is the hug. You don't, you're not recognizing right. the hug right now. Do you not feel the hug? <laughs> um, and so uh, I think that's another really great thing that you do in your articles is I never really miss the hug that's there. That's inherent while you're also delivering the truth. Well, and isn't that something oh. that we're supposed to keep in mind since we're talking about relationships, I think we should consider that grace yes. is a huge part of relationships because not everybody is the same. Right. Not everyone is a hugger. And so not me. them loving you may not constitute a huge hug, um, but doesn't mean they don't. So it, we can't like love people on our own terms. Right. We have right, to right, say, right. you know, this person is. We can't, we can't, that's also not another uh, dividing moment in a relationship was just like, this person doesn't love me the way I want them to love me. So we can't be friends. That's not an, that's a, right. not a good way to define right. friendships or any kind of relationship. Right. Right. I mean, and that's another beautiful place of the tension because, and why none of us is exactly in that middle the way Christ is, but we're working toward it because we are all, we're not only fallen, but we're also, you know, God created us all differently. We're shaped by different experiences. And some of us are more sarcastic and snarky and others are really mushy and sweet. Um, right. I, I really struggle with really, I struggle with sweet people. I really do. But anyway, we have to recognize, you know, we have to recognize who we are and, and what, you know, usually our greatest strength is our greatest weakness as a cliche, but it's, it's true. Right. Um, and to, to recognize that. And so, when you, yeah, when you 
feel like you're being really loving, you've got to have somebody else come along and say, oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe not. And, right. that, and that, that's okay. That's why we are supposed to live in community. And that's why we are supposed to be part of the body right? and not just out worshiping God in nature because that's not what church is. No. Thank you for saying that. Amen. Right. That's a whole different topic, but yes. Right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I, I have one more question for you. I don't know if Joy does, but I loved this. And um, so when we were, we were emailing before um, we had the interview, you said in, in one of your emails, I lean Calvinist, but don't care enough to commit. And that that sentence Uh-oh. that sentence is why I love you so much. Right, and to every Calvinist, they're like, <laughs> "Oh, what? I know." But I, when this podcast goes live, the trolls are gonna, you I, know, have I a heyday. Thank, thanks, thanks, Summer. You're welcome. No, I. How could this, you not care? How, right. No, I love that. That's like because that is so. It, Joy and I were talking before, like. That is so rare. Like, that's one of the few things, like, it's such, uh, this topic can have so much invective built into it. And normally you're on fire one way or on fire the other way and you (laughs) hold to it and it just is everything to you. And here you are saying, don't care enough to commit. (laughs) And I... I'm in the middle there. You're in the middle there. (laughs) Right. Um... And so I, I guess I wanted to say that because I, I think, you know, I have a lot of people um, who will message me and they want me to like go find their brother-in-law or sister-in-law or cousin on Facebook and just like convince them of Calvinism. And I'm just like, you know what? My life doesn't revolve around that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, while I believe the tenets of Calvinism are just God's word, um, whatever you want to call it. Uh, just the kind of just obsession. First Cal, first Calvin chapter five, verses <laughs> twelve. Right? No, no, no. It's know, it's know, in I Ephesians know. one. Okay, Karen. <laughs> I was waiting for the moment. I was waiting for my moment to say okay, Karen, and I got it, and I found it. <laughs> um, no, I just think that. We, as the reform community, like, they need to um, maybe not draw such such harsh lines. Yes, we believe this is the truth of God's word, but I, I just see so many of my friends and acquaintances unwilling to m- make friendships across that line that it breaks my heart. I, I think if you're actually, if you claim to be a Calvinist and you're unwilling um, to make friendships across that line, then you don't actually understand Calvinism um, in the first place is how I feel about it. And so anyway, I just, <laughs> I love that you said that. I mean, I want you, I want you to like lean far enough and then fall over <laughs> and commit. But if you, if you never do, like it's okay. <laughs> right. I remember the moment when I was 13 or 14 that my dad broke the news to me that Arminians will go to heaven too. And I, I cried. <laughs> I broke down in tears. Like it was so startling. Wow. It was so startling wow. to me. Um, but that was my cage stage. And, right. and actually my dad helped me out of it. So I appreciate that. <laughs> um, so anyway, I just had to comment on that. No, no. I mean, I just, I, I mean, I know that I know my heart and I know my, you know, I, I just know that 
what God has done in me didn't start with me. <laughs> I know it's just completely from him. So, yes. um, and scripture affirms that. Um, but yeah, I'm with your dad. The Armenians are going to, you know, it, yeah. it's, our Calvinism <laughs> doesn't save us. Right. Christ saves us. Yes. And yeah. Well, and so. it's certainly not in that list of like divisions for friendship or not friendship. Definitely like, not. You can be, you can be friends with someone that right. disagrees with you or you can be friends with someone that's like, Oh, I just don't really care enough right. that like, I'm sure I could do more research and figure out which camp I fall in. But I'm also like, I don't right. want, I don't feel the overwhelming right. urge to do that. Right. Um, yeah. 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 If someone, not, clo- not my circus, not my monkey. No. You know? Right. No. Yeah. Because that's not, <laughs> not everyone feels this pull to every right. topic. Sure. You can certainly be like, we're all human. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes when you, I don't know, when you cage stage too much. And I know that it's, it's so unfortunate that the reformed camp has gotten this reputation of drawing that line. I really wish it wasn't true, but sometimes I fear that that it, it is, is true. true. Yes. Um, but yeah, you can be friends with pretty much any other human. I would say that the list of reasons why you should absolutely not be friends um, is pretty short and anything other than that, like you mentioned earlier, um, will just kind of naturally happen. You know, like you'll naturally kind of lose intimacy just depending on where you guys are at geographically or in your life or whatever. Um, So if you're really just like, if you're, if you're saying, we cannot be friends, then it better be because they like threatened your life or something. <laughs> right. Um, there's really not a lot of, there's <laughs> or, really, because they, or because they like chick flicks too much. Yes. Right. I told you she's so great. Yes. I seriously like have, I have my movie friends and we go see movies and like they know if they want to see a chick flick, don't call me. Right. 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 Oh, oh, well, Karen Swallow Pryor, what's your favorite? You have to have at least one chick flick that you like. What is it? Pick one. You have to have one. Um, There's got to be one. You've got mail? Ew. Oh, no. Oh. Um, <laughs> Pride and Prejudice? Which one? Oh, okay. <laughs> not, not the Kira Knightley okay. one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyone but that, that one. That one has a great soundtrack. <laughs> and actually, oh. because, well, look, don't get me started, but Pride and Prejudice is not, well, the films are, but Jane Austen is, those are not romance novels. But No, they I'm are not. Well, and see, no, that's, the, I would say my favorite air quotes chick flick uh-huh. is something that people wouldn't generally consider to be oh. a chick flick. So I would, what you would say it? that's the same for you, right? Because Pride and Prejudice isn't technically a chick flick, even though right, it's marketed right, that way. Right. So well, I, the Kira Knightley one is. But right, no. right. <laughs> um, I love the movie Stranger Than Fiction. Oh yeah! Oh so yeah! Good. So That's good. so good. Yeah. So my favorite right, chick flick is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. <gasps> that one is okay. good too. Yeah. See, that I one, think and it's not, those aren't chick flicks, yeah, really. See, no? I, I think that's as close as I come. Is something that is has a love story in it. Yeah. But that is that's the closest. Like that's like my definition. Yeah. That's as close as I get to a chick uh-huh. flick. Is something that's not really a chick flick. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Right. No, I have I have a really embarrassing one, and it doesn't sound Is like it, you've got mail. Well, it doesn't sound <laughs> it doesn't sound like you guys do. So I just don't even know if I want. I might. Have, oh, come on! You have to now. Uh, I can. I'll you confess, and I'll 
Okay. Confess. This is so embarrassing, but I... Is it that one with Julia Roberts? Oh, no. Julia Roberts is... Oh, I can't. I just can't (laughs) with her. Like, I just can't. She's okay in Ocean's Eleven, and that's about it. Um, Okay, this is so embarrassing, but I adore and love and could watch the movie Fool's Gold on repeat. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Wait, that's with um, Matthew McConaughey oh, and yeah. Kate Hudson. Okay. I am so embarrassed. All right. Okay. Well, I, I, I won't. I've never seen it, so I won't judge. I'll just oh, okay, I'll good. just pretend it's not that bad. Yeah. No, I love this movie so much that the first time I went into labor, I turned it on to, like, calm myself down. <laughs> so it's like a feel good. It's a feel it good. It just makes you feel good. It's and, cheesy. Right. And I just And you just it appreciate it for what it is. So much. I could just play it on repeat all day and be happy. Okay. So I love... Um, Queen Latifah and anything she's in. (laughs) I told you if you confessed, I would confess. So here you go. Okay. Now we're getting into some divisions here that I think are going to be problems. Are you going to have a hard time? Yeah. She's going to have a hard time with these. So I don't like watch a Queen Latifah movie every day. (laughs) But if I stumble across one, if someone was like, do you want to watch Beauty Shop or (laughs) Fool's Gold? I'd be like, Beauty shop. Which one is Queen Latifah in? Last oh, last chance. I didn't know this about you. I just like her. Yeah. And none of her movies are good. <laughs> but I just like them. All right. So I'll confess the movie that I can yes. watch over and over. Well, like it's on television from folding laundry. I'll just watch snippets of it. But I mean, I've seen it over and over and over. And this is going to get me in a lot of trouble. Oh, good. Um, Kill Bill. Oh, oh see, that's a great movie. I have never seen Kill Bill. Kill I mean, Bill, I could yeah. see why it would get us into trouble. Yeah, in trouble. In yeah. certain no, camps, but this is what, what I want to say about it, though. This is really powerful because it's two volumes, right? Volume one and volume two. And right. it's filled with violence, but it's stylized violence, right. comic book violence, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. But you don't find out. I mean, I was so powerful because I didn't know anything about it. I had students telling me, oh, you got to watch this. You got to watch this. And at first I just didn't like, I was like, because I hate comic books and heroes and all that. But okay. I, <laughs> I go through this whole thing and I'm really not understanding because I don't know the genre. And finally, the whole thing after two, you know, however many hours the whole thing is, it ends, sorry, spoiler alert, it turns out that all, everything that has gone on has been for the mother to reunite with her child that was taken from her in the womb. And the movie ends with her rolling around on the floor saying, thank you, thank you, thank you because her child was returned to her. And it was like, it's just so, it's like, this is like the most pro-life film that there is. I have, right. to, I have to watch it it's now. An, I mean, they're amazing. The story is amazing. Um, it's mm-hmm. even better if you appreciate that yeah. genre. Right, you know? right. Um, yeah. But it's, yeah. I mean, those are solid, solid movies. Yeah. I mean, yeah. not theologically, necessarily, right. <laughs> but... Um, so you and I gave some really embarrassing ones, and Karen's over here like, "Let me tell yeah. you about this." KSP's like, "I'm a little well, embarrassed." Well, no, I'm, ta- I'm like going to get in trouble. For this, I like the greatest movie ever. There, but, no. <laughs> I appreciate it that. It's not content-wise. It's not the most um, holy. Should I watch them on TV? Is that what you're saying? Because they're edited. You can. Yeah, they're on. I don't. Yeah, I don't I, think there's nudity. Okay. It's, I won't. Watch yeah. That. No. It's just. It's just like a lot of fake blood. Right. Oh, it's very bloody. Got it. Violent. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Fake yeah. blood. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, and and language. So on television, some of the languages. Oh, edited, right. So, I mean, yeah. it's Tarantino. So like very. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got it. Very. Yeah. 
crass uh, and very bloody. We're on the same page. Yeah. Got it. Yep. Now yeah. I know. <laughs> that, so that really is my favorite chick flick. Uma Thurman, you know? That's I mean, totally, really, I mean, that's what chick flick should be. Really yeah. Stop it, you guys. Let's, These are not chick flicks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start a campaign. To change To chick change flicks? what chick flicks are. Oh my goodness. You guys are ridiculous. <laughs> Okay, well, anyway, let's wrap this up. We are going to have KSP, Dr. Pryor, on for our episode next week. And we hope this was a blessing to you. And Dr. Pryor, thank you so much for giving us so much of your time. And thank you for agreeing to do another episode with us, even though we ended up talking about fool's gold and (laughs) Kill Bill and Queen Latifah. Yeah, I'm going to think about it, so. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, that was awesome. So fun. I seriously had a blast with her. Um, if you, those of you who are listening, want to hear KSP come on our show again, talk about more amazing things, um, or other people, if you want to get a, if you just can't wait till we get Queen Latifah on our show, <laughs> then you're going to have to support us. Right. What we're going to need to keep everything going is um, people to partner with us through Patreon. Um, we would you say that um, we're climbing, or mm. are we pretty much staying the same? Pretty much, we're st- we're st- we've stalled. Right, um, and we're the past uh, the last few times we brought it up. Uh-huh. You said we're about two thirds. We're about we're still about two thirds of the way there. Right. Um. So we need to get that last right. third going. So essentially, what we're saying is that. We've been saying two thirds for a long time, and we need that to change. Right, <laughs> um, and um, it doesn't cost much to keep everything here going, um, but nothing more than really a very basic coffee or a fancy bottle of water, or really any bottle of water these days. Yeah, seriously, like smart water is pretty expensive. It is <laughs> anyway. So um, water is necessary to life, and hopefully, Sheologians is for you too. So the next time you're drinking water, think of us. Think, am I am I partnering with Sheologians through Patreon? Yeah, tag it on to water. That way, no one can I'm forget. I'm such a good salesperson. You, you missed your calling in life. Really, seriously. seriously. I mean, compare anything to water, and really, you're there. No one's gonna forget it. Right. Anyway, uh, yes. Um, we had a blast. I hope that I you guys did too. Time. And um, we have, if you liked KSP, mm-hmm. we're having her on again next week. Different topic. Yes. Uh, and it's w- one of my favorite topics. You know, the hard thing was, is that, so Karen and I, we know that there are things we disagree on. And so before the episode, we were trying to flesh out like, well, what's something we specifically degree on, uh, disagree on that could be fun to talk about? And we just decided that none of the things we disagree on, I felt like doing an episode on. Or we've done an episode on it already. And the disagreements weren't strong enough to where we were like, let's devote an episode. Let's let's not have her on the show. we had so much fun. We loved having her on the show. Yes. And next week, um, we're going to talk about a topic that's near and dear to all three of us. And we hope you guys enjoy it. See ya. Bye.